So I saw a video today. And while watching it, it was it was essentially a debate bro um, versus somebody who just makes leftist content. And while watching this, I noticed something very interesting. A lot of the things that people say on their own platform, when only their own audience is there, suddenly sound very different when they say them in a much more curated way to an opposing audience. Somebody who might be there who thinks that they disagree with this person. The individuals are not really important here. This is just something in the system that gets constantly, um, constantly done, constantly performed. And it, it made me realize that a lot of the things that people are saying on their own platforms, they're probably very disingenuous about that, even if they don't realize that themselves. Because when they come together, they won't actually argue it in the way that they would when they're alone or they feel alone um, in their broadcasts. They will instead collaborate usually to the level of where they think that they have something in common. So we might all agree we want socialism. Maybe we disagree on the types of socialism that we want. Maybe you think that market socialism is a thing or can be a thing. Uh, and maybe I want scientific socialism. So if we talk and most of what you say is vote for Biden or China has concentration camps or some other like US imperialist talking point. Uh, we can use the Democratic Party and push Biden left or we can use the Democratic Party to get some kind of better thing done for socialism if that's primarily what you do. And then somebody challenges you on that. What I find is that what you're going to do, because you need to have clout in order to survive in our competitive social market is you're probably going to be a little bit disingenuous. You're going to lie just a little bit because you are incentivized to do that. Even if you want to be honest, you, you kind of have to do that. You're going to say something like, well, I think we should increase class consciousness. Um, and, and you'll, you'll go through this, the, the, the checklist, the, the stuff that all the, the supposedly leftists believe in things like increasing class consciousness. But then of course, no one ever really talks about how you get there. How do you spread class consciousness? Um, how do you end imperialism? How do you achieve, you know, small reforms while also working on revolution, right? Everyone seems to agree, you know, right now at least, uh, in, in certain leftist online bubbles, this is where custom reality comes in, that Reform is not going to be the way that we make our lives better. That's bourgeoisie ideology. It's, it's nonsense. It's not going to happen. There's no political reform that can happen. In fact, those contradictions have been revealed to the United States public so many times recently. Um, what with the rat fucking of the DNC primaries in 2020 and the absolute nonsensical clusterfuck that was the 2020 election and all these other things. These contradictions constantly arise, and I, I don't really think that we're, we're going to get anywhere with reform, and I really don't think most people who want to call themselves leftists think we're going to get anywhere with political reform, because the people in politics 
who have the power are the ones who who get to decide what we're going to reform and if we are going to do it at all. And so if you say that most people are not really for reform, you're probably right. But then where do you go from there? And you might even both be able to agree, well, right now we're not going to be able to do revolution. So this always leaves us in this stage when we talk to each other, uh, especially if we're all leftists here, you know, that sort of thing. It, we, we talk to each other that leaves us in this space of where the hell are we? Are we doing reform? Are we doing revolution? Maybe we can agree we should do both. We can do both, right? We can always somehow do both and never actually achieve either um, because, you know, that is the problem. But what I would like to talk about is the fact that in this particular example that I've, I think, thoroughly explained the setup for, what you might do is you might say all these very specific things, vote, vote Biden, vote Democrat, it's all better than Republican, uh, it's better to pick your enemies that are easier, and, and so on and so on, which we can disagree about the individual specifics, and in fact, I think that's kind of the problem. I think one of the problems is talking about these specifics which everyone notices because they avoid them when there is a direct conflict and many, many audiences that are hostile are watching one another. So what you see then is let's do class consciousness and people who, who say, oh, yes, yes, reform does not work. Um, we can't do revolution right now. Uh, well, where does that leave us? Well, we should do both reform and revolution simultaneously, little incremental efforts, but then they never get down to how that is done. We never get down to how are we going to spread, spread class consciousness. We never get down to how are we going to achieve both small reforms in a short period of time and use that to work toward a larger revolution. And then we talk about foreign policy and it's always the same sort of thing like, oh yes, of course. Um, we have to stop doing imperialism abroad. We have to bring the troops home. I mean, here's the problem with that. You could be talking to a liberal for all you know, because if you think that, that liberals don't want to defund the military and bring, to, bring the troops home, then you're delusional because they do. The problem is this is like pro-capitalist liberals is the definition that I'm using here. So that includes the so-called conservatives, the Republicans, and so on. Most people, I think, want to bring home the troops, especially since we now know the war in Iraq was something was something warmongered, and Biden is one of the war criminals involved in that particular thing, just offhand. I think most people know now that was not acceptable to do. We should not still be doing it, of course. We should bring home the troops. We should stop funding the military so much. We should lower the military's funding. But the problem is liberals, pretty much anyone in the U.S., doesn't really know what the military's entire function and purpose is. They think its function and purpose is just to be evil abroad. But the truth is it's to make it so that capital can continue to extract profit. The only way that capital extracts profit is if we have an armed force to go somewhere else that's not the United States and get rid of their socialist uprisings. Our CIA does this in the global south constantly. 
and we're drumming up hate for China. So what do we do? We, we either go to the Middle East and physically, with guns, remove their leadership and replace them with some puppet who is inevitably corrupt every time. I think most people are now aware of this and not willing to be okay with this. But why do we do these things? Why do we suppress these revolutionaries in the global south? And, and why do we go into uh, countries, say, in the Middle East and just overthrow them? You know, why do we do the things that we, uh, as, wh why do we, not really we, why does the U.S. government do things that we, the populace, find abhorrent in order to keep capital running? Your labor value is extracted at all times, but if you, if even that was the baseline for the way the United States worked, the, the primary way the United States worked, we wouldn't have any commodities that you could actually afford. A worker can't afford to buy the things that they make. That's actually one of the primary tenets of Marxism. And it's one of the reasons why labor value extraction is evil. Workers can't usually afford to, to buy the things that they make. Not, not at their own labor, not at a fair price, no. So typically, what we do is we use slave labor in countries that the United States military is occupying or that the CIA has operations to create coups. And so we keep these people suppressed. We morally launder, we, again, this is the United States, not us. The United States morally launders um, all of its imperialism through these other countries and their factories, which are owned privately. So Nike has taken the hit, for example, for using slave labor, but it's really the United States military and the CIA that allows them to do that in the first place. Defund the military, if you hear that. If you hear what I just said and you still are okay with defund the military, just like I am, you're still delusional because that's not the end of the story. You'll never get defund the military because it's necessary. Capitalism can't solve a crisis. It can only export it. When you are talking to other supposedly leftists on the internet, especially ones with platforms, especially ones that say really liberal shit, like go vote for Biden or try to push Biden left or do something with the Democratic Party, do something with the brainworms can that is electoralism. Um, they're probably, even if they don't know it, being disingenuous. When we say that we have to, you know, cut military funding again, this could be a liberal saying this. This could be a freaking conservative saying this. They do not have to be a leftist. Start figuring out where the person is that you're talking to. Because what we need to do is an effective conversation. What we're doing right now is competing in a social market. What this is doing, what I'm saying right now, is just competing in a social market. I would love to just be as sincere as possible, and I'm trying to be. But the problem is the way that the medium uh, is disseminated and the way social media works is this will get as far as clout goes. So it's in inherently socially competitive. And so are all of these content creators. 
they will say what is necessary to keep their money coming in because they are working class and they are necessarily dependent on that income. And that income is dependent on the clout and the clout is dependent on what they say in front of a mostly liberal audience. Do you really think the majority of the United States is leftist right now? I think any leftist that's listening to this right now would probably say it's liberal in origin. So what do you think you have to say to people to become popular on social media? Really popular. I don't mean Peter Coffin popular. They are not that popular, really. What do you think you have to actually say to get a real audience that's huge? You have to say liberal shit. You have to tell people what they already think. Because they're just going to consume your content. You're not going to be real. If you think you're going to play 40 chess and you're going to push people left by appealing to them in the liberal sort of way, that's just not going to work. Now you're just going to end up recuperating everything for capital. When you say, oh, I'm all for spreading class consciousness, but then you never talk about how what that actually entails. People find out later that it entails, apparently we should do electoralism and that's just it. You're not doing 40 chess. You don't have a plan. If you're a content creator who's getting paid for this, and I'm not, um, you're doing it in order to get paid. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that means that in order for you to get that money, you have to say what people want to hear, or you're not going to be popular enough to get that money. And if you're saying what people want to hear, you're not doing anything strategic. You're just saying what people want to hear. You're just being an echo chamber. And where people are at in the U.S., if you're a content creator for the U.S., you're not saying anything particularly revolutionary. In fact, you can use all of the lingo that you want. You can talk about dictatorship of the proletariat. You can say whatever you want to. But those things are not being received according to the gravitas with which they were originally written. They don't mean the things to people that hear them in a, in a, in a market of pure ideology that's traded on the like viability of that idea according to how well it speaks to the status quo again going back to telling people what they want to hear it's 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 traded in that it's not it's not thought of it's in a, in, a, in its original context or else people probably wouldn't be so against china right now for having markets within their overall socialist structure because it's very ex explicitly explained by Lenin how you can achieve this. And yet, so often we see the online left railing against China for these things, but not really familiarizing themselves with the theory uh, that, that, is, that is put down by Lenin, made possible, picked up by Mao, and then eventually really, really pulled out by Deng Xiaoping. And you should absolutely read Deng Xiaoping. Uh, and in fact, you should read Xi Jinping, because he is also continuing in this same line of thought. But if that makes you uncomfortable, that's because what you're hearing is not the same thing as what they are saying, or what you are, what you are interpreting from their work is not the same thing that 
that you're familiar with of that thing. You can say class consciousness to most people online, and they really don't have any idea what that means. You can say nation, and people really don't understand what that means in a Marxist context. So the kinds of languages that we're using are still hiding the power structures, even when they sound like revolutionary language. They're very effective at hiding these power structures because the power structure is very effective at recuperation. There are all of these places you can try to walk left as though it's a direction. And you'll get picked up and spit right back into the Democratic Party. You should be a hundred percent, a hundred percent skeptical every time something leads you toward the Democratic Party or consuming from a media outlet that's in the United States or, or any, any so-called Western or, or imperialist nation. You should be absolutely 100% skeptical every time the first time. If you're not, if you have to like balance your vigilance level, save it for the things that matter. So you're going to get dumped into the, the Democratic Party constantly. That is how recuperation is done. These online content creators who call themselves leftists and they say, oh, I'm a, I'm a socialist. I like all these things and here's all my... That's just saying words. That's just saying words. Look at what they actually do. What do they achieve with their words? They usually achieve cultivating an audience that is mostly liberal, who demands purity in their politics, and is therefore entirely utopian in nature. They don't actually understand anything material. And utopian looks really strategic to somebody who is used to competitive social markets because strategy is something you do inside your head in a social competitive market in pure ideology. But the reality of strategy is that it's, it's scientific. A strategy, whether it's from game theory or whether it's from actual warfare or even corporate strategy, needs to have a material basis. It needs to have a scientific basis. Good or bad, it's going to have to be something that, that stands on its own. When you're talking strategy on the internet, you're probably talking about something utopian. You think that the easiest socialism to do is the one that's in your head. You think your bar is really low for something like socialism, but actually the bar that you're setting is probably impossible to reach. Because we live in a real world where things are built out of brick and mortar. Things are built out of physical objects and energy and time. That means that there's a real set of limitations. If you're going to start judging things that exist in reality, such as China's markets, especially if you don't even understand it, which is very apparent for a lot of people out there right now, if you're going to judge those things, I think you should do so by understanding how the world is built up and what we have to work with right now. We would all like to get to communism, I think, as leftists. Communism right now is inherently utopian, but we can make it scientific. Right now we're doing scientific socialism. The people who make content on the internet are fine to watch. I really want to say this, that if you watch these people and you enjoy them, you should continue to do so. But 
Now you should continue to do so with a better understanding of how to be critical of what they say. It's not about debating with them or arguing with them because again, I've, I think I've shown that's really not going to go anywhere. They're just going to say whatever you want to hear when it's you. And they're going to say whatever the, the, the least competitive thing is or the least competitive, the most competitive, in fact, the most acceptable thing. Um, but the least, the, the thing with the least bite, they're going to say that whenever they're actually challenged. You should look for that. It's not, it's not to denigrate those people for me to say this to them. When they do that, that is because of marsh, market incentives. That is because of market incentives. They have to. And you shouldn't try to take that away from them either. Don't go deplatforming anyone that you've identified from this mistake, thinking that's who I'm talking about in particular. You might be right, you might be wrong, but don't go deplatforming them. Don't go reporting them to the big billionaire corporations that allow them to host content. Don't do that. Don't be a cop. Just if you watch their stuff, keep doing that, but do it critically. And if you don't watch their stuff, now you know why it always seems like they're attacking people or calling people out or responding to people that are supposedly on the left, but of course always within the same online sphere as you somehow magically. And how there's always feuds and why it never goes anywhere and why we never resolve anything. Because there's no, there's no incentive to do that. There's no incentive to resolve. And there's every incentive to just be the attacker, to get up as much attention as possible. Attacking is big. Calling out is big. Actually sitting down and hammering out the details is very, very difficult. And I, I see it time and again. That's all they do. They just avoid that over and over again. They do not hammer out the details. So be aware of that. That's what this mistake is about. It's just a thought, everybody.